Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Swipe in the City podcast. It is Marie. And you've got Michelle in the house this morning. <laughs> in the apartment. In, you know, in, the ha- in the studio. My dream of owning a home. <laughs> we're in our second studio today, so we're going to have more uh, more cat action going on than we're in Studio One. Michelle says thrilled, as she literally just stood in the corner so that my cat could jump up and eat some food. So That's so sweet of you. Yeah, you know, I know that I don't like anyone to get in between me and my breakfast, so. That's fair. I don't either. I can get very uh, dangerous when it comes to food. Um, so Michelle, you want to kind of just dive right into things or what's going on? Yeah, we can dive in. Um, so today we're going to do another, um, episode in the series of dating best practices as things are opening up and we're hitting, um, majority vaccination rates and people are going out and doing more things. We thought it'd be a really good time to talk about, um, dating post pandemic mm-hmm. and, what it looks like, what we're seeing so far, and uh, some best practices for how to approach it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really intrigued, I feel like, to kind of see what this... I mean, honestly, we're already halfway through the summer, but there's a part of me that does feel like the summer is just starting. Halfway through the summer, that's horrifying. <laughs> I mean, it's July. But we've had... Like, okay, not to complain about the weather in Austin. Yeah. You know, it's been bad in other places. <laughs> but for for Austin, compared to last year, we've had so many yeah. thunderstorms and rainy days. And, like, I do not, I don't even have a base tan going yet. You poor thing. I, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> I need a ride into Jared for my luxury, oh, luxury complaints. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I mean, it really does feel like Florida here is what I keep saying because it's so humid and then it's like it'll rain for a few hours and then go away although today it's literally just raining I think I don't know perfect great day for a patio beer (laughs) every day is a good day for a patio beer (laughs) and cool so as we talk about transitioning I think uh, a good place to start would be um hmm. maybe the beginning Maybe the beginning app usage. I was going to say apps or comfort level. Let's start with comfort level. Okay. Yeah. It feels like a good place to start. I feel like uh, it's really interesting because when we talked about, uh, when we did our dating best practices, like going from messaging to the first date episode, that was like six months ago now. I think it was... That was within our first probably 10 episodes. So, so that would have been like right around a year ago. Damn. Wild. Yeah. So that how much has changed? That was during a time where like the vaccine wasn't available. Mm-hmm. Testing was semi-available depending on where you were. Things were but not like, easy. But not easy. Things were um, open, I would say. Ish. Like, open-ish. Here, like here in Austin, things were, were open-ish in Portland. Everything was like locked down. And one of the things we touched on was, you know, just because you are comfortable meeting in real life um, at that point or not comfortable, like, respecting other people's needs and levels of comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even, like, they added, was it Bumble that added, um, like, what type of dates you're comfortable with? Uh Uh-huh. I think Bumble did it first. And now I think, I mean, at least Hinge, the... The two ones that, in my opinion, matter. I don't know what's on Tinder because I'm still banned, but... 
going to trash on Tinder. Yeah, I'm okay with they banned me because I'm not trashy enough for it. That's what I'm gonna go with. Even I deleted Tinder. <laughs> yeah, so I can't really speak to what they have in terms of like uh you know, where you're you're at in terms of date comfort. But I mean, yeah, Bumble and Hinge. Have they taken that off or is it still on there? I I've never seen it on Hinge. But and I don't have oh, maybe I'm making it up then. <laughs> but in terms of I mean, so best practices is as we're coming out of this, understanding that, you know, some people probably, whether they're vaccinated or not, still aren't comfortable going right to meeting in person or going eating indoors or mm-hmm. a restaurant. Um, and I think understanding that, like I had a friend reach out and she's like, look at this bullshit. And basically because she, I think she requested that either they meet outside or they meet with masks on. Oh, interesting. And, um, and again, this was a few, this was like a few weeks ago, but the guy was just like, Portland or here? This was here. Oh, interesting. And the guy was just a total asshole about it. That feels right for Texas. <laughs> I mean, he's like, I burned all of my masks. What are you talking about? Oh, shut up. No, he, he did not. Talk about <laughs> I'm like, I, I do like the memes that are like, oh, like, what are, are we going to make our masks into like a blank, like a quilt or something? <laughs> like, what are we going to do with them? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think being respectful of another person's boundaries and comfort level is just like something that we all should have been done, like been doing before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I think the pandemic really just um, made that need a lot louder. Yeah. And I think coming out of it, unfortunately, I think we will see a lot of people that are like, no, like, it's a party. I'm I'm comfortable. You should be, too. Um, I think we're going to see more of that. But I think that being respectful of somebody's comfort level is, like, a forever best practice. Uh, Ah. Yes. A little cheesy. New term. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say your comfort level is? Um, depends on the day. Yeah, that, that sounds right. I feel, I feel like you feel like that about our relationship, too. I, I feel like that about pretty much everything. I'm like, it depends on my mood. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> um, no, I mean, I would say generally um, being fully vaccinated has, it's alleviated a lot of the anxiety for me that's come with, like, doing things that, you know, we're all used to doing. Yeah. Um. I'm a little nervous about the trips that I have coming up and mm-hmm. like, but I feel like I'm, I'm more nervous about sitting on a plane for a few hours with a mask on than I am the potential of getting sick. Cause I'm like, now I'm used to not wearing the mask. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to put it on while I'm on the plane. And then I'm like, Oh, are they serving alcohol on the, or, or are they still not doing that? Are they serving alcohol on planes again? Because I don't, I don't know if I want to go on a plane somewhere if I can't have a drink. When I flew back from Portland, like, over a month ago, they were serving alcohol. Okay. Which airline? Lots of it. Um, <laughs> um, I typically fly Alaska. Okay. I typically fly Alaska. Um, yeah. I. It is. It is so interesting because where did I go? I went somewhere the other day that requires masks and it it's funny because we did it for so long yeah we got so used to it but then now that we don't it feels weird but it feels like 
when we first started having to wear them. Like, it just feels weird again. Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, especially when it comes to businesses, is, like, I walk into or up to every establishment, and I'm like, okay, what are the rules here? Yeah. And it's it's kind of, it's more of a question, like, it was when things first started opening up again, especially here in Texas, of, like, well, there's usually a sign on the door that's like, if you're fully vaccinated, then you can not have a mask. But then you walk in, everybody's not wearing a mask. And it's like, okay, given the stats, like, we know only half this country is vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know. We're doing the best we can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like at this point, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to, to be around that, but it is kind of annoying to have to question everything that you do of like, like I had to, my, my vet is still doing, um, not just masking in there, but they're essentially doing like a drop off. I don't know what yours is doing, but like, yeah. I was honestly kind of annoyed because I'm like, I, I want to be in there with her. Yeah. Um, I don't want to just, like, give you my animal and have you, like, poke and prod her. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and I was honestly kind of surprised that it was still like that because everything else, especially here, is open. So, what my vet, they have, like, a statement and they sent our email. Basically, what they've said is that they feel like getting vaxxed is a, it's, like, a personal choice. And so, they're not requiring their employees to be vaxxed. So, they're requiring their employees and all people coming in to stay masked for that reason. Okay. Um, but they did, yeah. But at least they're, like, public about that. Yeah, like, they have, this is, again, I'm a big fan of places just, like, having their policy or yeah. that rule or, like, instructions. Like, just give me a sign. I'll tell me what you sign, do. And I'll do it. Yeah, like, I'm not, if you tell me to wear a mask, I'm going to put a mask on. Yeah. But I want to know before I walk in so, right. that, so that I'm not that asshole that's, like, Oh, oh, you want me to wear a mask? But I'm vaccinated. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Um, I do want to bring it back a little bit to talking about the the apps, right? So um, before they had added the, like, date, you know, what you're comfortable with, now um, Hinge allows you to add your vaccination status, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, what do you think about that? Um... I get it. I get it because it's like, for a lot of people, I'm sure they wouldn't go out with someone unless they're vaccinated. Maybe. I don't know if I have that strong of a, like, because I feel like I'm covered for the most part. So I don't know if I have that strong of a thing. Typically, it's something that hasn't come up for me until I'm like on a date with someone. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I updated mine just because it's, People pair it and see it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on on them adding these things as like qualifiers basically in the app? Yeah, I think it makes a little bit more sense to have more of like a comfort level in terms of what you're only totally. dating. Because even though it didn't need to become political, the vaccination thing has become like more of a political stance versus like especially when things were really shut down. Yeah. People's comfort level, even people more conservative voting-wise, were still in their house, you know, just because of a political belief didn't mean that they weren't, like, afraid of getting it, right? Yeah. So I think that's different versus, like, the vaccination thing. It's like you see that somebody isn't vaccinated and you're going to make a certain type of assumption about that. So I don't really know how I feel about it. 
Yeah, I honestly, because I think you have to, like, swipe across that little bar to look at it. So I feel like I haven't really been paying attention. <laughs> Maybe I will. Because I, I also wonder if people aren't vaccinated, are they going to put that as their status? Or right. they just, if they are, they'll put vaccinated and then no one else is going to, you know what I mean? So, well, and that's why I think like the political thing ties in there because I feel like somebody who's not vaccinated is only going to put that on their profile if they're doing it to make a statement. Yeah. And I think on the other hand, like, I think there are a lot of people too that are vaccinated and are making it as a statement. Yeah. And like, it's a personal choice. So if you're not going to do it, fine like you I'm like I'm already covered yeah right so it doesn't matter if like we meet up and you're not necessarily you know what I mean I feel safe yeah so it it, it kind of seems a little bit like overkill yeah I think I'm I feel like that too like it is what it is but there's there are a fine. lot of those optional ones that you can add that I feel like are can be a little overkill <laughs> I, yeah I think I mean honestly I don't I've never had all of that public because other than, like, my astro- astrological sign, <laughs> I'm like, you have to know up front that I'm a Scorpio. You have to put the warning out there. Have, yeah, it is. It's like, disclaimer. Disclaimer. This bitch is psycho. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we need to get into all of those options being an overkill, but I, I agree with you. Um. So this is this is a pet peeve of yours. How do you feel about masks and photos? During, <laughs> during our masked period of life and now coming out of the pandemic. I hate it because I'm going to, first off, I'm, if we meet up, I'm going to see you in a mask, right? Or at least back then, that's how it was. I don't necessarily need to because I can't see your face. Like, I think the point of having photos on a dating app is to showcase what you look like. Yeah. And if I see you in a mask, like, there's literally, like, oh, cool, you you have pretty eyes. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, it's, like, when people only have selfies or they don't have any photos of, like, their full body. Um, and now I feel like it's, like, okay, that's so 2020. <laughs> yeah. I – so I did have one photo with a mask, but it was my last photo, and it was me at Austin Pets Alive. Like, it was – very obviously there, and like very obviously, I was there volunteering, and at that time, you had to have a mask on in all areas at all times. Yeah, so that was more so showcasing something I was doing, and, and also kind of like that it was recent, right? Um, but I did end up taking it down because it, it just felt a little silly. It felt a little silly to keep it on there. So, yeah, but when people would have or do have all of their photos masked. Yeah, that freaks me out. I'm like, psycho status. Like, we we need to see your face. I'm sorry, but we need to see your teeth. We do. We need to know if you have broken teeth or gap or no teeth. Or no teeth. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We need to make sure your nose is an appropriate size. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, That's... That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, just thinking of that. It's like um, when people get like beard fished. Like, yeah, the guy's like super handsome with a beard, and then you see him without, and you're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> no wonder you had that. <laughs> um, the other thing within talking about the apps that I was thinking about is, at least for me, it seems like it seems like a few months ago when people were starting to go back out, starting to get vaccinated. 
there was like oh like heavy app usage like people were messaging was having a lot of conversations and yeah it felt like there was a lot more of that and now I feel like it's just like dead she's like radio silence Maybe it's because I changed my photos. <laughs> Wait, maybe this is they a like, thing. They liked you better with a mask. This is a me <laughs> thing. Yes. Sad. Sad. Oh. I don't know. I kind of wish we would have, like, pulled this one or put it out there just yeah. to see if other people are feeling that way. Yeah, because I, I don't really have any insight yeah. to that at this point. <laughs> well, and also, now that I think about it, like, our friend Lindsay, she's been going on a lot of, like, hinge dates. Like, so maybe... I don't know. Maybe it has to do with my app usage, too, since I get on <laughs> two days a week. That, I think, would be a contributing factor, yes. I mean, I can see... And apps also, like, think about just how intense it got with people using apps during everything, like, during shutdown. Yeah. Like, I feel like phone usage in general yeah. went way up. And I do think there's some truth to, like, what you're getting at in terms of, like, okay, well, people are socializing in person now. And I personally don't like to be on my phone too much when I'm, like, in real life with somebody. Like, especially after last year. Like, I want to treasure this. Yeah. This IRL time. (laughs) Yeah. I think think you're totally right. And I think that... um, it's kind of like with Zoom fatigue. Mm-hmm. I think there's some app fatigue as well. And, oh, yeah. And also, yeah, as people are, like, seeing friends, meeting new friends, getting back, like, group team sports are back. Yeah. Um, I think people are realizing, especially in Austin. Austin is such a social city. Yeah. Again, like... And, like, a very outdoor city. Yeah. Groups. So, I'm curious, again, what this looks like in, like, Chicago or in Portland mm-hmm. or in some other areas. Um, but here, yeah, it's so, it's just, like, easy to meet and talk to people if you're out doing things. Yeah. And it's, like, I mean, and people are more comfortable if a stranger walks up to them at a bar, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus, like, gosh, like, the couple of times that we had gone out or whatever before I was fully vaccinated, it was, like, if somebody even tried to make eye contact with me, I, like... I was like a turtle going into my shell. I was like, get the fuck away from me, you psycho. You're in my space. <laughs> Stay out of my bubble. Arms length. Six bubble. feet. You're not part of my bubble. You're not on my approved list of visitors. <laughs> you I think because we can have more, like, in-person dates, I feel like a lot of people are probably going to opt for that. And I'm wondering... What do you think? Because you feel like you've already seen some people that are like, oh, no, like, it has to be, it has to be IRL. Do you think people are going to be respectful kind of moving forward? I mean, I think it just kind of depends. It's like with this whole thing from the beginning, right? Yeah. Everybody has their opinion and their stance and mutual respect. Like, outside of the pandemic, people being respectful on apps is like an issue. True. Right. Very like, true. Guys sliding in. Very true. Being like rude, or you know, if you don't want to meet them at their house for the first date, like how dare you? you know, like, oh well, you know, I didn't want to hang out with you anyways. Like, okay, then get off my <laughs> get off my phone, sir. Um, so I think respect is always 
Yeah. It's always an issue. Yeah. I think more from, like, a best practice standpoint, it's just, like, no matter where you are on that spectrum of comfortability, like, just, just respect other people. And you don't always have to say that you, you know, if you think someone's where they're at is stupid, you don't have to tell them that. Like, yeah. that can be your thing. You can just say, oh, like, we're not a match or we're not a fit. And move on. on. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I still like the idea of, like, a pre-screened virtual date. Even if it's just, like, a phone call. Like, you don't necessarily need to say, like, it's a quote-unquote date. Right? But, like, I love the idea of, like, having a conversation with somebody in real time versus just texting prior to meeting up with them because I think it gives you a little bit better of a sense of who they are and the ability to maybe vet them out a little bit. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like... I think if if a guy suggested that, I'd probably be like, okay. But I don't think that's something that I would put out there. Well, sure. You want everything in real life. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going back to the office. I want to work in my life. I want to... I'm so sick of Zoom. Um, <laughs> no, but if a guy was like, hey, you know, like, can we just, like, chat today? I I would be down for that. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily something that I would probably put out there. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I just, I remember, like, kind of feeling like, oh, this is actually great. Like, <laughs> I can screen my dates before yeah. I have them. Um, and have to, you know, invest the bare, literally the bare minimum. Like, you don't even need to put makeup on for a phone call. Yeah. (laughs) Like a quick little, like, video chat. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that's, it's interesting because if it was a trend that stuck around, you would, I think you would eliminate some of the catfishing. Yeah. Or the, like, pseudo catfishing, um, where someone only has photos of them from, like, 15 years ago. Yeah. And I think, well, honestly, I feel like, uh, I feel like there's potentially going to be more girls who want to vet out the guy first Yeah, by doing like something on the phone or FaceTime. But I think guys are going to be skeptical because they were skeptical from the beginning with virtual dates because I feel like guys are more worried about being catfished than girls are. Even though we're all, I think, catfishing the same amount. Yeah. That's interesting. I I mean, I didn't do... I didn't do a lot of virtual dating. True. I did. Or did I do any? I don't think so. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I was like, uh, oh no, I did. When I was listening back to our first episode on quarantine dating, I, we literally, we pulled everybody and we were like, are you virtual dating? And it was about half and half. Yes. And no. And then when we were talking about it, it was half and half. Yes or no, because I was doing it and you weren't. (laughs) I think I did, oh, I did one virtual date, um, because I had, like, had potential exposure. Oh, yeah. And needed to get tested. And so, actually, I did do one virtual date, because we had to cancel, and we have had, like, um, just, like, a really good back and forth leading up to that. Yeah. And so, it was like, well, I don't want to, you know. Cancel, cancel. Cancel, cancel. Yeah. So, that was the, the one that I did, but... <laughs> Worst yeah. case scenario. I think I think it's going to be a lot harder to get people yeah. on a virtual date now when it's, like, we can just, like, meet for coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it'll, you know, I don't think it's going to go away completely. 
What I also, I didn't really do this, but I feel like a lot of people opened up their, like, distance and were willing to talk to people farther away, maybe? Maybe I'm making this up. You mean, like, physically farther away? Yeah. Like, or, like... Because because everything was online. Like, you could, oh, you could be dating someone in, in like, San Antonio. Yeah, San yeah. Antonio. Okay. Um, Why would you... That was something I didn't understand, because there's no potential long-term unless you actually want to make that drive or move but yeah well long distance doesn't work for us but um, <laughs> maybe for some long distance is hard for anybody yeah. <laughs> but um speaking of that though travel is back travel is back and I think like when it comes to traveling like we're gonna have a lot more like consideration of like oh well like should I even go on this date? I'm about to leave for X, Y, and Z. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I also think that travel can really fuck up the momentum. Oh, 100%. Um, like, a months ago, I think I'd been on, like, two dates with this guy, and then he was going to be out of town for, like, five days, back for a day, out for, Jesus. you know, six days or something like that. And we had, like, one or two con- conversations during his first trip and that was it and then it was like it just completely died uh to be fair I don't know that we actually had like great chemistry (laughs) I think that if you you know if you have been talking to someone if you have that chemistry and you can keep those conversations going throughout that time uh I think that's a little bit different but yeah I feel like you know a lot of people are getting ready to take big trips too like two weeks Mm. or three or whatever it may be I mean I'm gonna be gone for like a month basically yeah like I'm gonna be gone for the better part of three weeks exactly and I think in that type of situation like you're already talking to someone sure but going on like a first date a couple days before you're gonna leave or a week before you're gonna leave and you don't have time for a second date (laughs) it just doesn't make a ton of sense yeah because I feel like the, the um momentum you have between when you start talking when you meet in real life and yeah. then when you get to that second date, if it's going to happen, I feel like that timeline is actually really important mm-hmm. because I feel like if, a, if more than a few days go by between talking and meeting, I feel like it dies. Yeah. And then if more than, you know, a week goes by between like a first and second date, I think without like, obviously there are circumstances right. and it depends on how much you communicate, but I think that can also kill it. Like, Yeah. Totally. Actually, I had another situation. I had a really good first date, and then we had a second date planned. Wholesome J. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Sweetest man. We had one date. <laughs> but yeah, she's, she's not over it, y'all. But <laughs> the record show. The record show. She does have a heart. I, it's in there. It's in there, Mom. Um, But we had a second date planned, and then his travel plans got backed up a day. So we didn't get to go on that second date, and then he was gone for a week. Yeah. And so I don't think that was the main reason, but, like, mm-hmm. it completely killed the momentum. Yeah, and I think it's tough, too, when somebody is going on a trip for any reason, like, whether you're going on a work trip or family or by yourself for fun. I don't think it's fair to assume or expect that other person to be texting you while they're on their trip. Oh, agreed. Like, unless okay. unless you have an established relationship, unless okay. that's your, uh, you know, significant other, where you've been seeing each other for months, or it's your fucking best friend, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think you should expect that other person to do that. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Especially, again, like, for us, when we're either, like, working a lot or, like, really focused on work and or when we're spending time with our families, we're not doing the chatty bullshit back and forth texting. Right. Like, even when you were, like, when I was in Portland, we didn't talk very much. Right. And then when you were just recently visiting your family, mm-hmm. we were chatting here and there, but not as much as we normally do because we're, right. like, do, we're doing stuff. We're spending time with family. We're people I haven't yeah. seen in a while. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and then, because then you're asking, like, oh, it's not fair that, like, I'm visiting my family for the first time in months and, like, I'm on my phone the whole time. Like, yeah. My mom will always call me out on that. <laughs> yeah. My mom just wants to know who I'm talking to. Oh, yeah. That's literally <laughs> every single time. Who are you texting? Jake, can we see him? No. No, ma'am, you may not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's an interesting one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, and I think now that we're not even used to being mindful of something like that, it's probably going to come up a little bit more because we're not used to having to think about it. Yeah. From a best practice standpoint, what is our official recommendation on, I feel like if you're, it doesn't make sense to go on a first date with someone if you'll be traveling in less than a week mm-hmm. for more than a week. <laughs> <laughs> that is so specific. <laughs> I mean, we have to have these like guidelines, right? It's about yeah. this. <laughs> we should we should write out like a whole uh, like let's make a PDF. Uh, yeah, a PDF file of our post pandemic dating guidelines. Perfect. Um, yeah, I agree with you, and I think. Um, on that same note, like, don't expect the other, like, even if you have been dating for a few weeks or something and somebody goes on a trip, don't be offended if they don't message you. Yeah. Don't, like, excessively message them. Like, yeah. allow them to have their fucking trip because most of us have it in so long. Yeah. Like, let them enjoy it. Um, And then, you know, just make a note of when they get back. Like, because... If you have already been seeing them for a little bit, that doesn't, just because they're going somewhere doesn't mean that it's not over. Right. Um, Give them the space to have fun and then hit them up when they get back and then see where it goes. I think the same goes for if they have, um, like, family or friends visiting, too. Yeah. Kind of, like, traveled to see them. Mm-hmm. Giving them that space to understand that, like, they're probably, A, they're just trying to spend time with people. Right. They're probably doing a bunch of activities and, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you know, you're always going to prioritize the people that you actually know and love and care about over someone that you've met once or twice. Right. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, that, that whole like line of expectations for somebody within the first few dates is, is tough. Yeah. I think some people expect more than, than they deserve, which sounds kind of mean. Maybe but. than they've earned. Yeah, or like that's a yeah. nicer way of putting it. And yeah, not like you need to be like <laughs> trying to earn this, but like you put time in to right. earn certain levels. I think of like responsiveness and things and trust and trust. Yeah, so. yeah, totally. Um, what do you think about? So when everybody, when all this stuff first hit, a lot of people jumped on the dating apps and were like looking for that like quarantine bag. What? Do you think, do you think that people are going to, I guess, cut loose (laughs) moving out of all this? Yeah, I think that 
we have the potential to see a lot of those like Corin Bay pseudo relationships and even potential relationships that like developed during the pandemic and developed during this time where you you had a bubble and you had more of a reason not not more of a reason to commit but in a sense like there's more safety in that right? right so I think across the board whether it was just like a casual situation or had gotten more serious now you know it's kind of I mean it's not like going from high school to college but in that sense of like now there are like more options you yeah. can do more things and also the person who you built a relationship or whatever it is um watching movies and ordering takeout in and you have see them at a bar for the first time you see them at a bar for the first time you see them around friends for the first time mm-hmm. um you might not like what you see you might not or or even you just might not be a match from that standpoint right. yeah you know like there's a very different energy to like hanging out and chilling yeah and I think like if someone I mean I I don't know know, but if someone was like hanging out with me watching movies on a day where I'm like in chill mode which is rare but it happens and they were used to kind of that more like lower energy Michelle Mm -hmm. and then they saw me in my element where I'm like working the room I'm making new friends (laughs) I'm like saying hi to people like all this yeah that could be like a little bit jarring for someone who's like yeah. quiet or introverted. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a like, lot. Who is this monster that's been released, like circling the room? Yeah. Well, um, and I think something too. I think relationships, even the ones that had started pre-pandemic, they went one of two directions. They either got way more serious than perhaps they would have for that time, or they completely dissolved. Agreed. And it was two extremes. And yeah. so I feel like within the initial first couple of months of the pandemic, we saw a lot of friends breaking up. Mm-hmm. And I think moving out will probably, for everything that you just mentioned, probably see a lot of people breaking up now, too. Yeah, I definitely think so. And I think, too, it's also we've been, you know, so void of, void, devoid of, lacking, devoid of, devoid of. Um, <laughs> like human connection and you know touching and hugging, not yeah. like heavy petting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's kind of like when people first get on the dating apps and there's so many options. Yeah, and it's kind of like ooh 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 like shiny object syndrome. <laughs> I think that hot girl summer is gonna have a, a level of shiny object syndrome. Yeah, because it's like. Sure, I meet this really, you know, I meet this really cool guy or this really cool girl on Thursday, but then Saturday, I'm out and I meet this other really cool person. And so I think, kind of like what happened again with apps, like I feel like people use apps a little bit differently now, but Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see a lot of that. And I, from a... And dating multiple people at the same time again. Yeah. Because before it was like, if you were virtual dating with multiple people... It was, like, literally just for any kind of connection. Yeah. But, like, when you were really virtually dating, it was, like, just one person to have, like, that corn bag. Totally. Um, and I think that, um, shoot, I had another point with that. Sorry. <laughs> okay. It was multiple people. I don't know. It'll come back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, well, you mentioned, um... You know, people like, oh, you know, you might go on a date from Hinge. 
you might be out with your friends a couple days later uh, at the bar and see somebody cute and get their number. Um, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of, uh, what do we call it? Zombieing? Mm. Zombieing coming out of the pandemic as comfort levels change. I think you've already had a couple you up messages. <laughs> I have. I have. Well, I think um, what is funny is, you know, we have our shit guys say episode where we, we've talked a lot about like hinge messages, Instagram DMs, but the uh, message from a random number because maybe you were out. Yeah. And you didn't you, save like, it. Me personally. Um, <laughs> you're out and you like give someone your number, but they don't like text you with the context, which is one of my biggest pet peeves. Like text me with your name and where I met you or some other context so that I know like who it is if we haven't had a conversation. Or you're like me and you don't save the number because it goes nowhere from there. And then you end up deleting the messages to free up space on your phone. I do that a lot. See, I (laughs) I don't usually delete the messages because that's why I have my context but yeah we'll we'll get into this again more <laughs> some really hilarious examples but I got a uh Michelle want a brunch <laughs> at 4 38 a.m so I respond from a we are some 24-hour diners from a random number with no context so I responded 4 38 a.m is an odd time for brunch <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a very appropriate response. Like this is bizarre. Like it is weird. This is weird. That's weird. So I'm getting invited on a date. It's obviously meant for the next day, but I'm just curious why, like 4:48 a.m. <laughs> this person who I don't know who it is, I'm like on their mind. But for like a date for the next day, it's like a you. It's like a weird you up text. Did you ever? hear back as to who it was they told me their name with no additional context so and just first name just first name and it doesn't it's not ringing a bell so i asked how i know them and they're not they have not responded so what if the text was for somebody else like because you know another michelle it said hey michelle oh that would be that because like i could see like you know, I feel like the cliche, like, let's get brunch is, like, after you fuck. Mm-hmm. And so my assumption would be, like, oh, it wasn't for me. Like, he got the number wrong and thought he was texting the girl that he just hooked up with. Because, like, 5-ish a.m., I could see being a time for, like, somebody to leave uh-huh. after, like, a drunken hookup. Okay. okay. But, I mean, if he said your name... The odds that he just had that issue with another Michelle is very... <laughs> I mean, not that Michelle's a terribly uncommon name, but it just, you know... That's a little... A layer, a layer of specificity. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm just excited to uh, be able to bring a new layer to our Shit Guys Say. We do love our Shit Guys Say episodes. I mean, they're fun. They're fun. Somebody's gotta, somebody's gotta do it. So we're here... Having the tough conversations. <laughs> to help y'all out, though. Like, we're just yeah. trying to give you advice. And if you don't take it, we're just going to have to keep, you know, gotta keep doing it. Yeah. I 
mean, just be better. Um, <laughs> on that note. As my brother would say, yeah. <laughs> on that note, Michelle, where can people find us? Swipe in the city across platforms. Um, and then potentially doing a live event in August mm-hmm. at Wonderlust Wine Company, our fave. Our BFFs. So um, we'll definitely be posting all that info to Instagram. Um, and we'll, as the details come out, we'll uh, share them. But really, really pumped for that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. We we did an, a live show at Buzzmill this week, and it was great. I'm excited to share some more, some of those pictures and maybe a video. Yeah. <laughs> IRL events are back, guys. And bye. Thank <laughs> you.